Yeah, we're on Long Island. And, and are you having a guest join us join you this morning? Yeah, here's Debbie, Karen's sister. Hello, everybody. Welcome, Debbie. Nice to meet you. Thank you. You too. Good morning, Marianne, John, and Sherry. Good morning, Audrey. Good morning, Irene. Hi, Johnny. Hi, everyone. Morning, Mary. Good morning, Gabe. Mary and Gabe just walked in. I'm not going upstairs today, folks. My ankle hurts. I don't want to stand at the podium, so there might be a bit of noise. They're down here cooking in the garden room, but we're also going to do service later from here. Thank you, Tom. Bless you. I don't know where. This is the old one. Well, this guy's got mine up there. Thank you very much. Okay. What would we do without Tom? Big round of applause for Tom, everybody. Okay, the daily word for Sunday, November 20th is great. Grace blesses my life in every way. If I'm feeling overwhelmed, find myself in the midst of conflict, I don't need to struggle. Grace, the ceaseless activity of divine love, is mine to claim. This infinite resource of spirit carries me through even the most challenging circumstances. It is expressing in my life right now. I need not earn grace. It is never withheld. Just as water flows when I turn the tap, Saying yes to grace is all I have to do for divine love, life, wisdom, and strength to flow freely to every part of my life. Centered in grace, I am at peace. My thinking is clear, and I possess ample understanding, compassion, and insight. Drawing from this divine gift, I bring harmony and joy to my relationships. I move forward with renewed confidence, energy, and efficiency. From the Bible, he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for power is made perfect in weakness. And that's from 2 Corinthians 12, 9. And now it's time for Shirley in the presence. Please join us in singing while the workers lead us in. God's love is in this place. I can feel the mighty power and the grace. I can feel the rush of angels. I see glory on each day. Surely the presence of God's love is in this place. Surely the presence of God's love is in this place. 
statement together. There is only one present and one power active as the universe and as my life. God the good. Now it's time for the welcoming song. Please join us in singing while the Mercury family leads us in. Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary. Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary. Thanksgiving, everybody. <laughs> 
Hi, Irene. Hi, John and Cherry. Hey, Fred. Hi. Hey, Johnny. Hey, Marriott. Hey, Merkers. I'm so impressed you're joining from New York. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Have you gotten snow in New York? There's just a couple of flurries. Nothing stuck. It's it's nice and sunny and windy. Upstate New York got it. Upstate has got it. Yeah. Feet. Yeah, upstate got the snow. We got snow in Ontario. Wow. <laughs> First snowfall. Yeah, got to be a lot more this winter. Yeah, I heard. Farmer's Almanac said so. Yep. yep. <laughs> morning, Irene. Good morning. Good to see everyone from all over the place. Yeah, this is like the international service. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. It is an international service. Amen, sister. That's good. I like seeing uh, Johnny down there in the uh, fellowship room too, and all the people getting ready for the big meal. That's nice. Right. <laughs> I just wish I was there to join him. Is there a big Thanksgiving meal today? Yes, come and join us. Where are you? <laughs> Save me a leg, Johnny. Where are you located, Marianne? Ontario, Windsor, Ontario. Oh, I've been on We're international today. Which is right across the river from Detroit, Michigan. Hello, Gabe. We were lucky to get that. Okay, so I'm just gonna wait for them to all settle down and stay there. I saw Isaac playing the jingle bells earlier. That was sweet. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna hear those throughout, I think. <laughs> Here, Isaac, you wanna hear your jingle bells? <laughs> all right, Isaac. It's hard to fit us all on this. That's pretty good. I can see. I can see all four of you. All right. Cool. <laughs> so John and Sherry probably no snow for you, huh? Quite a few people. Yeah, no snow here. <laughs> no snow. It's sunny. Sunny, sunny. Yeah, yeah. Send it our way. Well, looks, looks like they're just about all sat down upstairs there. So now it's time for our announcements. And as you may have seen in the weekly email, I, Irene sends out notices of the regular events. And you can all go and read the ones that are for this month. I don't believe there's anything on the third Sunday of the month. And if anybody else has any announcements, raise your hand, unmute, shout out. Looks like Susan's upstairs ready for an announcement. You need to unmute Tom so we can hear her. The voice of God. I'm not present. <laughs> well. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I have two things. And um, so next week is next Sunday is the first Sunday in Advent. And um if you have not gotten the Advent booklet from Unity, you can still do that. Uh, you can call them, you can email, you can do whatever it is you do to communicate with people. 
Um, these are always fabulous books with a reading for every day and not only up until Christmas, but the 12 days of Christmas after. So I highly recommend this. And uh, Joanne will be contacting you about our candle lighting ceremony and which part you would like to read because she's going to do that in my place this year. And the final one is we need a reader for December 18th, the third week. So yay, thank you so much. Okay, I'm done. All right, thank you, Tom. Tom is really getting a workout today, okay? He's running the camera and then he's running up to the podium to take care of that also. <laughs> so I have an announcement. I mentioned a couple weeks ago when I was service leader that we all get cards from Yvonne on our birthdays and on holidays. So let's all remember to send her a Thanksgiving card. Well, I didn't remember. So I'm close enough I can go by and drop by. And if you didn't remember, send her a text or give them a phone call. Oh, I don't think you could send them a text. You'll have to call them on the phone, folks. Let's all wish Bob and Yvonne a happy Thanksgiving. And now it's time for our unity statement. Let's all stay our unity statement together. We believe in our oneness love, universal principle and value by Jesus practice prayer and service conscious now it's time for a song of joy the Merker family will lead us in when I pray when I pray I feel my heart grow deeper, my heart grow deeper into my God. When I pray, I feel my heart grow deeper, my heart grow deeper into my God. Right here.
Thank you, Murkers. Thank you, Isaac. That's such a wonderful, joyful song. We love your joyful noise. Now it's time for a reading. This morning, our reading will be shared by Tom. So this morning's readings from the Unity Booklet, The Comfort of Prayer. And this reading is brought or is created by Myrtle Fillmore and is titled The Christ Within, The Christ Spirit. All experiences that your faith, that try your faith are just opportunities for you to make the good manifest. God not only created the earth and us, but he is actually the very essence of all that we see about us and all that is within us. We are free agents. We must learn to take and combine the ideas and the manifest materials into the souls and bodies we are to use. You see, it isn't that we are doing something by ourselves and occasionally asking God outside of us to help. In reality, God is working out through his offspring that which he's he has conceived to be the ideal creation and life. But he has given us power, which he is, just as wise, just as any wise father gives his sons and daughters full freedom to become the children he feels that they will be. When you truly go to the Christ within yourself, instead of going to your own thoughts, you will receive whatever you need. When you truly drop thoughts of conditions and personal desires and personalities and center your attention in God and think God only and give thanks that God only is expressing and manifesting everywhere in his universe, then you will speedily dissolve the old error beliefs and their counterpart in the manifest world. Let me say it again. Stop trying so hard to know that everything is as it should be. Just rest your mind and heart and emotions and body in the God mind. When you are truly thinking God, you cannot struggle to do anything. It is when you are thinking of self that you struggle and see nothing but darkness and grief and failure. No one, not even God, can change you or your circumstances so long as you insist upon looking at and thinking of and worrying about yourself and your problems. Your problems do not exist except in your own mind, and they are only there because you have made them. As soon as you withdraw your thoughts and feelings from the things which you have invited and built up, they will fall flat and dissolve. By abiding in the God mind, which means perfect order and satisfaction, you will build a new world of peace, joy, wholeness, and success according to the direction of Christ's ideas. Christ is the real self of each individual. By seeing only the Christ in all people, we are not only strengthened by our own spiritual consciousness and help all those whom we contact to realize and express their innate divinity. And again, that is um, from Myrtle Fillmore's How to Let God Help You. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you, Tom. That was wonderful. Thanks, Tom. Unity principle number three, we are co-creators with God. And now it's time for our meditation songs. Please join us as the Merker family leads us in. Thank you for this day.
this day, Spirit, thank you for this day. Thank you for this day, Spirit, thank you for this day. It's beautiful, it's beautiful, it's beautiful day. It's beautiful, it's beautiful, it's beautiful day. traditional Lord's Prayer together, followed by the Alleluia. So I'll say it together. Our Father, Lord in heaven, hallowed be thy kingdom come, thy will be on earth as Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trust as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not in but deliver us from here. It is the kingdom, power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
time for our speakers. Most of you know, we are privileged to have a different speaker each Sunday of the month. Really curious what our Unity Licensivity teacher, Marianne Jones, will be talking about today, because it's about our curious nature. Take it away, Marianne. Thank you very much, Johnny. I like to wander off alone and climb upon a great tall stone and wonder. I like to wonder at the sky, the curly cloud that tumbles by. I like to wonder at the grass and all the flying things that pass. I wonder if they wonder too. The little things, perhaps they do. Perhaps they wonder, who am I to stare at them as they pass by? The curly cloud looks down at me and wonders too what I may be. A tiny spot, so very small, the cloud can hardly see at all. And all the world is wondering at every other wondering thing. There's so much wondering to do. I wonder if I could get through. I think perhaps I might someday if I should never stop to play. I wonder. Yeah. And that is, I Like to Wander Off Alone by Annette Wynn. So I wonder what brought each of you to unity. We all have a story, don't we? How we discovered unity. What is the one thing we all have in common that brought each of us to these life-giving and transformational teachings? Anyone know? I'll give you a hint. It's in the title of this talk. Okay, yes, it's curiosity. Yes, we all are very curious. What is this thing called unity? For me, I was curious to know what the latest metamorphosis of the lovely little library that I used to frequent for story hour when I was a child. And over the years, I noticed that first it was a self-help bookstore. And so I would go and peruse the books and buy books with lovely covers that I would not read, but I just love being in the atmosphere of that bookstore. And then I noticed a few years later, it was um, a recovery home for alcoholic men in recovery, which was a very positive uh, use for that lovely library. And, um, and then a few years later, I was biking by and I saw a sign outside the library Unity, what is this thing called unity? Curiosity propelled me into my old cherished story hour library place. And I met Reverend Lila Hancock, who was in the process of creating a Passover meal. And I'm learning that this is a Christian denomination, perhaps, or perhaps it's non-denominational. I wasn't sure at the time, but I didn't know that Christians had Passover meals. And so I was even more curious. That's the nature of curiosity. As you feed it, it grows. Well, I 
went to the Sunday sermons and cried through the first three or four because it hit home, resonated so much with my soul, I knew I was home. And so I know we each have a story, don't we? And isn't it fun telling our stories and remembering those cherished memories? So I'm curious about your stories and I would love to know um, what they are, but don't have time right now, so I'll have to move on. <laughs> so I want to bring up the point that without curiosity, unity would never have even started. Myrtle Fillmore, our co-founder, had a burning question. How can I heal? She attended that famous lecture that we all know about by E.B. Weeks, the New Thought Teacher, and she brought home the realization that she was a child of God and that as a child of God, she didn't inherit sickness. So what did she inherit? She inherited wholeness and she got to work right away, letting her curiosity propel her forward. What would happen if I spent some minutes or, or even longer every day, pull up a chair for Jesus next to me or across from me and sat and began some body, mind, spirit work? She didn't call it then, that then, but she was asking her body for forgiveness, using her mind to direct her new thoughts and using and, and following her spirit, her intuition. Every single one of us can know this law of wholeness and apply it as far as our curiosity will take us. So curiosity is a wonderful engine that will take us wherever we want to go. It's the little engine that could. Remember that childhood story? I think I can. I think I can. Can I have a show of hands for anyone that's ever heard that story? Myrtle and her husband, Charles Fillmore, and who, of course, was the other founder of Unity, they were insatiably curious people, relentlessly curious about all sorts of interests. As we know, Charles taught himself a great deal of his own university education, didn't he? And you know, they actually met because of their curiosity. They both joined a philosophy poetry club and this is where they met. One evening, Charles listened to a lovely young woman reading her poem, reciting one of her poems, and he was completely smitten. A voice within him said, Charles, here's your future wife. Now, Myrtle wasn't so quick to decide what her future would be with Charles, but... They did get to know each other slowly and surely and built a strong foundation of friendship. So Myrtle Page, that's who this young woman was. So curiosity brought them together and they used this power to unleash their mutual creativity. They formed a powerful team, didn't they? And invited many others along the way to join in the spiritual adventure. Proving the truth, you know. And when Charles first started scientifically experimenting with healing, he did not have a belief at all that it would work. It was pure curiosity. He saw what was happening with his wife, and he knew that, it, that Myrtle had tapped into something powerful, and he decided and determined to see what it could do for him. And he experimented. He said, I said to myself, if I am spirit and this God, they talk so much about his spirit, we can somehow communicate or the whole thing is a fraud. I then commenced sitting in the silence every night at a certain hour and tried to get in touch with God. 
there was no enthusiasm about it, no soul desire, but a cold calculating business method. I was there on time every night and tried in all conceivable ways to realize that my mind was in touch with the supreme mind. In this cold intellectual attitude, one can easily understand why I did not seem to get any conscious results. But I kept at it month after month, mentally affirming words that others told me would open the way until it got to be a habit and I rather enjoyed it. So then Charles, he started to realize that he was receiving practical guidance in his dreams concerning his real estate business. When he would make a certain transaction, he would remember, I dreamed this. So things were happening, not particularly in a overt, in your face kind of way that was happening for his wife, but in a more intuitional form within himself, in his subconscious and his superconscious, but not so much consciously. So it's interesting. So later on, when Charles was teaching others, he was very understanding and patient towards agnostic and atheist folks. He knew they were scientifically minded just as he had been. So he would encourage these folks to give it a go and satisfy their curiosity once and for all. If it wasn't for them, that was fine, but they might find something interesting that they never knew. This is known uh, as the, the adjacent possible. As we grow and expand our consciousness and get to know ourselves and what's within, and get to know others and what the universe is all about, there's this um, realm that we will move into, aha realization, and we will find ourselves in a new possibility. We become artists of possibility. And when we've discovered that realm, there's an adjacent possible to that. And on it goes forever and ever. This God of ours, this, this life energy is ever expanding. Don't they say the universe is constantly expanding itself? Amen to that and to all of, all of it, all of us. It's the same truth. That's how I see it. So talking about curiosity and all that there is to explore within ourselves and others and in our universe, curiosity is the ability and the habit to apply a sense of wonder and a desire to learn more. I found that definition of curiosity on a website called Tinker Garden. It also goes on to say, a curious person will courageously try new things, ask questions until they understand, search for answers, relish new information, and make connections. So it occurs to me Someone who will search for answers and ask questions until they understand is a really courageous person because it takes courage, doesn't it? If you don't get it the first time to keep raising your hand or to keep asking the question, can you put that another way? Because I, I don't get it. And then when a person explains it and you're like, okay, but you know, I still don't get it. Can you explain that to me? And we, by then we're usually like, you know, it's okay if I don't get it. Like you want to back up. Takes courage to keep going until you got it. So you can see how the power of curiosity involves our 12 powers, 
um, faith, believing in our right to understand and to know and to explore, strength to stay the course, wisdom, love, power, imagination, to be an artist of possibility, tapping into our imaginative power is a really helpful tool. Understanding is really linked with the desire to learn and being curious. Will. Will is really linked with the courage to keep asking those questions. Order. Zeal, release, or also known as illumination, which is this month's power. And one can think about what is it that I need to release? What do I think I know? What is it that I need to release in order to learn something new? It's a good question. And the power of life, of course, is genera generating all of these powers for good. On www.todayilearned.net, uh, Andy Falconer talks about relentless curiosity and why it is so important. Because it brings excitement and adventure into your life, for one thing. It makes your mind active instead of passive for another. It makes your mind observant of new ideas. When you have activated curiosity, your mind expects new ideas and recognizes a new idea when it sees one. Otherwise, without that curiosity, new ideas would pass you by and you wouldn't notice. Curiosity opens up new worlds and possibilities, he says. You can now see new possibilities, normally not visible. They are hidden beneath the surface of normal life. Somebody I really enjoy um, learning from, Jeff Carrera. He's an author and a meditation teacher. He echoes these ideas when he writes, we are artists of possibility. We can and we are creating what is possible for ourselves and for the world. He goes on to say, the reason we often don't feel this way and instead feel stuck in a world of limited possibility where our efforts to generate change often feel like we're pushing a rock up a steep hill is because we don't realize that a great deal of what we are fighting is the rigidity of our own hearts and minds. So letting go of what we think we know, letting ourselves soften and become curious is a way to heal and expand and evolve into those things that we can do. What is ours to do? What will we do? How will we create our future self? I think I can, I think I can. In the wondrous uncertainty of knowing nothing, we can discover the awesome creative potential we have to author new realities. It's so interesting, just before I came um, online with all of you today, I was listening to a TED talk. And if you want, I can email the link to anybody that wants to listen to it. it's only about 15 minutes and it was about how we tend to believe that our future selves will just be an older version of ourselves that we are right now and it's just not the case and his his um his whole point was you know if we um if we are going to be different people and we will why not take charge and actively sculpt who our future self will be 
It's a really, really good point and something that we can all ponder on a little bit more and go a little bit deeper and deeper. Because yes, you can question all that you have believed up until now. We have all been born into realities that most often can just become a part of who we are. It is important we dare to question in order to grow into what our true potential is, what our true calling is, what is ours to do. I know when I became a licensed unity teacher, I knew what I didn't want to do. I knew that there was a lot of teachers, licensed unity teachers teaching spiritual enrichment classes that are for credential um, people working to become credential leaders. So I, I was just curious, like, what can I do in my own unity center that fills the need? What, where is the need? Where's the gap that I can, can bring my gifts? And that question led me to experiment. And what I really love doing is being a channel for spirit to work through me. And I, I thought about this question, what can I do to fill the gap? And for me, what I saw, where I saw a need was for folks to really practice what it was that we hear about every Sunday. Provide a space for people to really walk the walk, you know, and kind of really get a grip on these tools that we talk about so much and put them into practice until they be, until they change us, until we become more of who we want to be. And so I created a, a, a study group, a class called Strengthen Your Spiritual Muscle. And each week I would have a different topic, like one topic would be forgiveness and um, another one would be meditation. And we would take spiritual tools and really dive into it. But you know, when I got feedback from that class, you know, the thing I treasured the most was they pointed out my gift to me, which was really nice to have that mirror, was creating a heart space, a place where people could really open up their hearts to one another and get vulnerable. And that's, that's the place where we truly learn to grow our spiritual muscle. And so through my curiosity, I found something really valuable about my own self. And now I know that I'm on the right track and I'm going to continue expanding that heart conversation, creating places for heart conversation. But when I get afraid, um, when I get curious, but I'm afraid to try that something new, I'll, tr I'll give myself a pep talk. Have you ever tried that? Giving yourself a pep talk when you're, well, for example, going to India, right, Susan, Tom? You know, perhaps there's a few pep talks that need to be given in order to move forward into such a daring adventure. I think I'm going to wrap it up now. and I'm going to, I'm going to lead us into a meditation for us to think about the things that I've just discussed. So breathe deeply into your belly. And breathe out and exhale even more fully. And again, just relaxing into that deep intuition space within you. 
the Christ of you. That safe space. Enter into the sanctum. Right now, right here. Just let go of all your tension, all that came before. And just be present. And if you have a question you want to ask spirit, go ahead and form that question now. And you can bring that question with you into the silence. And so let us go into the silence now for a couple of minutes. So um, wriggle your toes and fingers and take another deep breath. Come back to this space, this time, feeling refreshed, renewed, revitalized. Thank you, dear sweet spirit, for all that you are for us. Go ahead, Johnny. <laughs> Thank you, Marianne. Now it's time for our offering. Where we're together in spirit, physically, and virtually. I want to thank everyone who's donated to Unity by Mail. We appreciate any church checks sent to the church at 800 South Pearl Street, Centralia 98531. And you can also donate online by clicking on the donation page that that's set up on our website, unityofcentralia.net. Now, as we hold our offering in our hands and hearts, let's say our offering prayer together. Divine love, through me, blessings and all that I have, all that I give, all that I receive. We're gonna give Jerry a few moments to get around upstairs and collect the offering.
All right, thank you, everyone. Now it's time for our blessing of thanks. We'll all say our blessing of thanks together. We bless these gifts and send them forth to heal, bless, and bless. They're evidence of our faith and belief. They do good work in the world and return to us multiplied abundantly. And so it is. Now it's time for our healing prayer. Members of our community have requested that we send the healing prayers and energy out to the people of our communities who must deal with basic human needs while living on a home. But as always, I want to send our collective healing energy out to not just the people in Ukraine and Russia, but also all of the animals, pets, livestock, and wildlife that are being affected by the war and the displacement of so many families. Now, if you'd like for us to focus our collective group healing energy for someone, please raise your hand on mute, tell us who it is, or hold them quietly in your heart. And I want us all to pray for John here, who's going through some tough times with, with his physical health. Beloved Mother, Father, God, we ask for the highest and greatest good for all beings and endeavor to see them through your eyes, knowing all is in divine order. Amen. Now it's time for a prayer of protection. Let's all say it together. The light of God surrounds us. The love of God in The power of God The presence of God watches over Wherever we are, God is, and all is well. Now I'd like to take a moment to thank everybody who made our Sunday service possible. We appreciate, uh, deeply appreciate all the ways you give of your time, talent, and energies. And, you know, today, I especially want to thank these two people over here. I don't know what time they got up this morning to cook that turkey, but they've been down here working in our kitchen during our entire service so that we can all have a wonderful Thanksgiving meal here together. Thank you, Amy. Thank you, Joanne. And now let's all get together and sing our song of peace.